Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are back with new perspective, with new life, with new opportunity, because as bad or as good or as in between as week one is, there's another week, and it's called week two. We're going to see who's real, who's fake, all that. But we're going to dive into each matchup first, get you excited, let you know how your team's going to do this week. Justin, are you ready? I still don't think so. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Burke, let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. I heard you guys are getting a little fall weather back in Indiana this week. Sure are. It's perfect fall weather. Kind of chilly, but like good enough for like shorts and a long sleeve. Like perfect, perfect weather. That is the best weather there is. Um, We're still in the 90s here in Virginia, but I... Are you really? Yeah. I mean, we're in uh, 80s all next week, too. I It's... I don't think it's going to get 70s here until November. Um, wow. Which, yeah, a little different, a little bit of a change. But I went from a hot car to a cold apartment, so I am wearing my favorite face value clothing. I've been freezing. I got a blanket on. I got a sweatshirt on. I can't get the right temperature anywhere I go. Um, so, yeah, if you're cold in your apartment in Virginia on the East Coast or if you're in, you know, long sleeve weather season back in Indiana, make sure you wear some face value clothing. It's, oh man, dude, that time of the year, get some face value clothing and like your team's colors. Cause we're at that age where like some people are like, I don't want to wear like my team's colors out to the bar for like a college football Saturday, but you also want to rep your school. Get some, get some long sleeve face value gears, get some yeah. sweatshirts, go rep them. Facevalueclothing.com. Um, also face value owner, Henry, uh, officially something you want to be a hashtag truck guy got himself a truck so he did he did oh we we he used did. to send each other pictures of old school trucks so he pulled the trigger wow. 1997 truck wow good for him yeah i've always yeah you know one of the best texts i've got this year like complimenting wise is when you said that somebody told thought that i was a truck guy um that, that always feels yeah. good yeah yeah so, it was not for me yep yeah no but i feel like i look like a truck guy right now I don't know. Just looking at myself in the zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to you before we get going here. Cause I don't think people understand. Obviously a lot of bears fans were listening. were upset about things, nothing at you, nothing personal, nothing direct, but it was important to remind them and important to remember our listeners. I don't think you understood the conditions. <laughs> I was actually listening to Rosillo this week, talk about, um, and his life advice about how he did a phone interview in the car and how it was a horrible idea. And he was sweating the whole time. <laughs> I mean, you were in shambles by the end of our podcast in that, in the car, you had no AC, yeah. 90 degree weather, still at night in your car. So great effort by you, but I don't Thank think people you. understood um, the conditions that you were in. No. And I know that we record, like we can post, like if, I mean, we haven't really figured it out yet necessarily like strategies, what clips to post, but yeah, if you saw like the week. zoom, if you saw the zoom, every 
after when I wasn't talking, I was like sitting back, like rubbing my hair, like with just my hands were covered in sweat. I was, I was a clear mental mess, um, which kind of fit the vibe of what I was that episode. Completely. Completely. It would have been weird if you were in your home. Yeah. But luckily I'm moving the weekend before you guys are, you're coming out. Uh, I'm moving Mm -hmm. and I will have two bedrooms. So therefore, if I have any Mm -hmm. guests in the future, I can have my own office area to record. So there was, it was a fun while it lasted, but there will be no more Buckman HBT in the car pods. Yeah. It's too bad. We'll miss it. We'll miss it. Well, I hope you've calmed down a little bit. I hope other fans have calmed down a little bit, either good or bad, because, you know, week two, we're still not, you still don't know what you are in September football, right? Week two, it's a little bit of, you know, what are you from last week? You know, are you the same? Are you completely different? Are you bouncing back? Are you proving you are who you were? Uh, You just don't know. It's still a completely random week. So week two is always interesting because it's kind of that weird in between, between forming your identity and also being maybe completely different from what you were a week ago. Yeah, we always, I mean, we always talked about it. I know on prior episodes when it was week one and we're kind of like, Hey, don't overreact to week one because you never know what a team is going to be. And week one is usually never a great indicator of what they are. Um, But there was some outlandish week one games that caused a lot of, I think proper reaction for how outlandish the games were. However, in the long term. They, they could be viewed as potential overreactions. I think that there was some that could be identities that we'll see if it continues. And I'm sure we'll get into some of those teams and then others, which it could just be bad game, bad situation. And you move on from there. Um, but definitely, you know, a little bit of a come down, I would say for my purposes still, I mean, the mental attitude that I've had this entire week has been so bad and poor. Um, it's always good, ba- good to get back <laughs> into that, that feeling of just needing your team to win in order to be happy in life. But yes. I'm excited for week two. I'm, I'm excited to get back into it, uh, back into the grind of football season. I, I will say, like, yesterday, we're recording this right now Wednesday uh, evening. So if anything happens before we release this on Friday and it happened Thursday, sorry. Uh, yeah. we, will not, we will not be aware. Um, but last night I was like, I still don't know what to do because we're not to, like, Tuesday night college football yet. So I, I'm, I was sitting there like I, I just scrolled TikTok for hours last night because yep. I didn't have anything yep. else to watch or do. I need football every night of the week. Well, then plus in a month and a half, you get your Tuesday night college basketball fix in. So that kind of. Yes. As well. Yes. Yeah. And so. at, at this point, the Yankees were kind of done and out. The Giants right. wasn't good week one. I mean, Rutgers football were just trying to get the six wins. Uh, got two of them there. Hopefully got a third one this weekend, but Rutgers basketball is never good when Rutgers basketball is like, that's all I have right now. Um, never a good situation for me, but that's, that's where we're at. So I mean, first game of the year is against Princeton. It's like the hardest week one game of any team playing. So. And Rutgers, I, I know, you know, we've, we're, we never come out of the gate hot. That is not an identity of Rutgers basketball coming out of the gate hot. Certainly not. So <laughs> we've seen far worse losses before that. <laughs> Um, let's talk ball. Let's talk ball. Let's talk ball. Let's talk Thursday night. Uh, real quick, sorry. Oh, what are you going to say? Record update. Oh, I have no idea what it is. I just know I'm down three games. You you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say we should probably have some sort of dialogue on Monday night. Unless we want to get, I know we, I had no idea what was going on in the game until you. Let's said just it on the wait podcast. until the game because okay. I, that's fair. I mean, what, I don't think there's that much to talk about now with the game. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, good call. Let me jot that down. Uh, 
So record update, as you know, we'll be doing record updates all year. Justin, um, look, if you wanted to tail Justin last week, you had a bad week. Yeah. You had a bad week. Sorry, that's on me. (laughs) He he went six and 10. Um, He did not get his upset. I'm not going to be rude and say, because look, let let me start with my side first. I went nine and seven. Uh, However, I lose a point. Yes. Because my blowout pick lost. Yep. Not only lost, but also got blown out. Blown out. Now. Well, it is just blowout pick. If they lose, you lose a point. But I just wanted right. to say, like, that's how bad the loss was. Correct. And and I feel like not me, but the public could counter in saying, if your upset pick loses by 40, should they, should they lose a point? Well, but we're not going to. <laughs> then, then a, to. you know, yeah, it's an upset pick for a reason, right? It's <laughs> Vegas got the line wrong. That's not on me. It maybe it was supposed to be set at 39 and a half and we didn't know it. I said, look, if they win, that's, that's some juice you got on your side. That is, uh, that is. So we won't count against it. Yeah, so I think that's I, more of a Vegas problem. That is, I went nine and seven. I lose a point. So that drops me to eight and eight, Justin, six and 10, six and 10. So I'm up two going yeah. into um, this game. And I felt uh, like last week. year, what was the biggest lead? I know. I feel, I feel like I was up five or six at one point. I think you got it maybe four or five and in one week I got it all back. So I just, yeah, I was like, I have to fade you. And I got so lucky. Every game was working. Yeah. So I mean, it's up and down all year. I'm going to, I'm going to have, I get more of those weeks. I mean, and once again, we're at a point in week two where half these games, I I don't know until we are going to talk. So no No idea. (laughs) So yeah, here we go. Thursday night, Minnesota travels to Philadelphia. I think we had, was it exactly week two last year? I swear Minnesota played at Philly on a Thursday night last year as well. Um, it was a really bad night for Kirk. And that was the Irv Smith night. That was the that Irv was Smith one. night. Um, yeah. Really bad picks from Kirk. Uh, both teams after week one are a little banged up. Viking center is out. Christian Darisaw is questionable. Um, not a great team to have your linemen banged up against. Yeah. However. Specifically interior th- linemen. Specifically interior linemen. However, Philly they don't have linebackers. Yeah. Like Nicobe Dean, they wanted it to work. It really wasn't working all summer. It really wasn't working last year. He didn't play well and he got hurt. Uh, they lost another linebacker as well. They had to sign Rashawn Evans this week. Um, Bradbury's out. Who was their Bradbury's too. out. And now Reed Blankenship, their safety isn't looking like he may play as well now. So a lot of secondary and issues for Philly. Um, so if primetime Kirk can figure it out, they have, we know they have the passing game, right? Like we know as bad as Minnesota and weird as they can be Hawkinson, Addison, and obviously Jefferson can pose real problems for you on a short week. Um, I'm going to go Philly, but I think this is actually a really close game. Maybe even high scoring because I don't love Minnesota's defense, but I, I know Kirk has his woes. I just think Philly's back seven is bad right now. And I, I think Minnesota takes advantage of it with some junk plays. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I'm going Philly as well. Uh, I, I uh, probably that was the top three game I paid attention to was the Vikings Buccaneers game last week. Yeah. And the Buccaneers are almost like, it's one of those things where they're not going to necessarily try to beat you over the top. They're just going to be hard nosed. And when they're throwing the football, it's like, get the ball out of the hands quickly. I feel like that's similar to what the, Philadelphia Eagles are going to do. And the Vikings defense was so bad at stopping it. Like their third down stops were just not there. Um, I I think that they're going to struggle necessarily to get three and outs, get, you know, 
keep them in punting position. I think that Philly's going to be able to, on every drive, get enough first downs to have it either be a four, you know, get a fourth down conversion or field goal. Um, and although the passing game will be there, I, there's going to be situation like the Vikings offense, just for some reason, last week I saw it, it was just like three and out. And you're like, how does it, how do you get three and out when you have that many weapons on the field? Yeah. They're going to have some of those. So I just don't trust them enough to have sustainable drives. Uh, and their defense, I, something's got to get figured out. I don't know what it is, but it was so bad that I don't, I, I even if Philly's banged up on offensive side of the ball, they're still going to be able to control the clock and they're still going to be yeah. able to control the game and they're still going to be able to run the ball. And here's the thing, Kenneth Gainwell's out. I, I, DeAndre Swift is, was the guy who was supposed to be the prime back. I don't know why he didn't play last week, but I, Bizarre. that's, that's not a fun guy to tackle if you're the Minnesota Vikings. So somebody that they're nope. used to as well. Nope. Obviously Dallas Goddard getting zero catches too. You'd like to think that changes this week, especially as a yeah. fantasy owner. We'd love to see that this week. Um, yeah. I feel the same way about Swift. I mean, that for me and you, that <laughs> matchup, our guys going. it canceled out. I was looking at it both. Was. I was like, did we read the injury report wrong? I never saw one thing. Also, uh, congrats to Justin. He beat me in fantasy week one. Yeah, that was um, lucky. I, yeah. I, was I think Garrett I Wilson was going to beat. I think Garrett Wilson was going to beat you too on Monday if Aaron was healthy, but it doesn't matter. Oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. But anyways, yeah. So we both like Philly, but yeah, actually could be a fun game. High scoring. I think that that's going to be one of the more entertaining games this week. Um, I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of close matchups, but not necessarily entertaining matchups. Yep. Um, stuff that people are going to be looking back on, like in December being like, wow, that game is what changed the playoff picture. So, yep. Yep. Next one. Um, I'll let you start on this one. You've been on this for a little over a year now. Yeah. Um, it's not that spicy. It's not that hot, but it's something that's been marinating uh, for a while now. And that's Josh Allen. Uh, Vegas goes to Buffalo and from what you saw Monday night after to now and your thoughts last year, go ahead. Yeah. I, I kind of, I stats texted me by the way. He was like, we were right. And I'm like, thank you stats. Because it's one of those things where when you have a take that's against, and I never said Josh Allen was bad. I just said, Josh Allen is not a top tier quarterback and he should not be considered top three. And in that discussion, like he was every single weekday on sports shows, that was my take. And it's one of those things where when you're going against the grain, everyone kind of, nobody listens to you when it's like that. It was Josh Allen being a top three quarterback was so widely accepted that when I would say it's more of like, that's just guy, do it hot take guy, which I usually yep. am. So it kind of, it's like boy who cried wolf, but that's one I truly believed in. And now that it, I, I was listening to podcasts, reading articles and everyone's kind of on my side now. And you're kind of like, all right, I won, but yeah, you know, no one's gonna give me my flowers. So I appreciate the. And that's what we're here for. I, yeah, I appreciate you you recognizing it before I even got into it. Um, and shout out Stati as well for backing me. But it's one of those things where it, it's like this every time. It's the he. It's the just the crazy Madden plays. He does it all the time, like the unnecessary throws, the unnecessary of extending of plays, like trying to win the game by himself. And it it doesn't work for him. It never has worked for him. And that's why I've never taken the Buffalo Bills team seriously because every time it comes down to, yeah, you know, that Kansas city playoff game, they still lost, but they almost won. It's like, cool. It worked out then. And that was the best of the best. And we're very rarely going to get there specifically in playoff games. We've only seen it that one game where they still lost. Um, And I, especially with how this division is now, I just don't trust them enough. And uh, I think we saw that on Monday night or people who watch it, I just watch highlights. Um, and he has to figure something out. Like Sean McDermott has to say something. I still think I've been saying this for over a year as well. They need a power running game. 
They need something to complement the passing game. They just don't have it. There's no reason for you to put seven guys in the box against Buffalo right now. There's zero reason for it. Um, they they need something to put an extra guy on the box to limit the defenders that you know can drop back deep against their receiving because their their tight ends are awesome, their wide receivers are awesome, and Josh Allen when he just lets the game come to him, he's awesome. But they have never shown that in over in the last two years, and it, yeah. it makes me nervous for the future, especially with how great the AFC is this year. I I don't see them winning this division. I guess now they might with the Jets, um, but I think New England's better. Miami's clearly better. And the Jets' are, defense is still going to pose a problem for you. And with how great the yeah, yeah. the AFC wild card is, I, it's just so hard to win that conference. I don't see them winning a playoff game this year. So, unless something drastically changes, but we just haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, and he's still the man. He clearly has a problem against the Jets too, right? That's a specific thing. But the turnovers and all that has been for a year and a half now. He has he has the, the thing- most interceptions in the last, or I think it was like yeah. the most turnovers or interceptions or in the last. Yeah, and Jared Goff was. Uh, Number two, it's like over the last three years, Josh Allen had 83 interceptions and Jared Goff had 80. And Jared Goff hasn't thrown an interception, by the way, in the last 400 attempts. So yeah. it's he's just been taking that away. And one thing I do think they failed on was, you know, once you lose Dabble, you know, you lose some of your scheme a little bit with, with Ken Dorsey. He's not going to be as good, right? Yeah. But this, the Gabe Davis project, like Gabe's fine, but, and he deserved after the Kansas City game, to go into last season and be the solidified number two, right? He earned that. That was a yeah. game that not many people will ever see or do or accomplish in a playoff game again. And he just wasn't very good last year. And then you go into this summer and you still keep him as your number two. And he's just not. Um, yeah. So while he's good and I'd be happy to have Gabe Davis and you have Diggs as the number one, who's an elite number one, they're still a receiver away unless you can, continue to evolve Dalton Kincaid and whatever this role may be, which, which is, you know, it's early. They may. Um, but I think they have a kind of a weapons problem too on the outside with the way Josh plays. Cause Diggs can bail them out. But other than that, you're not getting much else right now. Um, unless Davis, you say, they established the running game, right? But yeah. Which they, not. and I they always, were, viewed, that's, they're not going to. Yeah. And I, you know, I think Gabe Davis is a, is a specific type of receiver. And this is why I think Cole Beasley was a great wide receiver too. when he was there. Cause Cole Beasley runs, Cole yep. Beasley is a great receiver in terms of when he's in the slot. It's like he has a, a specific route tree that he's really, really good at. No yep. one ever calls play for, plays for Cole Beasley to necessarily go outside of that route tree. But when he's running those routes, he's going to get open. Gabe yep. Davis is, I think, a also he's specific route trees he's really good at. Like he's really good at going deep, getting open and catching catching the, you know, a bomb over the shoulder. And when you yeah. make him start making the route trees that make the wide receiver ones in the NFL wide receiver ones, he's not excelling at them. And when you're making him run those routes that he's not excelling out instead of the routes that he is, he is good at, it, it just takes away the part of his game is what, that what that's what made him get open in Kansas City. Like every time he scored a touchdown in Kansas City, it was down the scene, right? I mean, it was all yeah. of them oh, just same. straight yeah. down. Yeah, straight down the middle. And we didn't see that last year, really. And we, we didn't see it, I don't think, on Monday night. So if they want to start using him correctly, that could be, you could see that Gabe Davis again. But until then, I agree. There, no one's solidified as a great weapon overall. Running backs, tight ends, I guess Knox, but now they have Kincaid um, besides yeah. Diggs. Yep. With all this said, here come the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a wonderful yeah. win in Denver. Do they go into Buffalo and beat them? I... I'm going to say no. I I want to say yes. 
Um, but I'm going to say no, just because I, I still want to see more from this Raiders set, like secondary specifically. Um, I mean, we saw what we saw against Denver in the second half, but I don't know if that's a Broncos problem or a Raiders problem. So I'm going to take Buffalo for now, simply because of the Raiders defense and it's not the Jets defense and it's not mm-hmm. Monday night football in New York. I think that there's going to be a little bit of a, you know, Buffalo is going to be able to do some more stuff. Hopefully Josh Allen calms down a little bit. I think that's another thing is in him in primetime games, it, it's always stepped up a notch in his weird playmaking style. Um, so I'm, we'll see. I think this is, it's a nine and a half spread. I just saw it in ESPN. I, I don't think it's a blowout by any means. I think that this is a close football game, but I'm going to take Buffalo nonetheless. Um, if the Raiders win, which I, I fully think they can very impressed. And I all of a sudden think this AFC West, like there's a new player in town for the chiefs to have to, you know, keep their title. So. Yeah. This is that like perfect week two test. Like the Vegas, Vegas goes to Denver, gets a really good win, like divisional win on the road, always important, always impressive, but like, we don't know how good Denver is. Like, are they last year's team Denver? Like we don't know yet. So yeah. now while, while Buffalo was bad last week, I still think we know Buffalo's not a bottom team, right? This is still a playoff contender. And while the ceiling may not be as high, you always expect them to compete, um, especially with a little bit more of a sense of urgency this week, uh, trying to respond from a, a completely inexcusable and embarrassing loss to yeah. the Jets. Um, so because of that, I'm, I'm going to go Buffalo. But, you know, like you said, I, I mean, Brees Hall broke a couple runs. Like if Josh Jacobs can control the game, um, they can get a turnover or two from Josh and make this game get a little weird then then yeah absolutely but if josh settles down and they start clicking offensively can this raiders offense keep up this year i don't know like they're going to be able to you know have sustained drives and have nice plays but you know i don't think it's a 30 point offense you know i just don't think that's them it's just fine. they're not they winning this in are. a shootout yeah correct so uh i'll go buffalo too but a sneaky spot and just i'm really interested to see how vegas yes uh, is because I know how Buffalo is going to respond, but I'm just yeah. really interested to see how Vegas looks. And I'm curious to see too, like McDaniels knows Buffalo. So sure. I'm, I'm curious to see what that does in terms of his scheming and everything and getting the defensive side ready. Um, it's This is one of the games that I'm very excited to watch at one o'clock. Yep, definitely. Next week or next game, a uh, huge divisional matchup as well. We've got Baltimore, um, as we mentioned in the recap, kind of sleepwalking. Uh, into yeah. their win over Houston. Uh, now they go to Cincinnati, who not sure if they knew week one was last week, uh, but they did lose. There, um, there used to be four preseason games. Um, mm-hmm. I, it could have been something like that, like, hey, starters mm-hmm. kind of – oh, wait. Yeah, get out Browns there. Are, Browns are keeping their starters in. Let's keep ours in as well. Maybe give them a full full game yeah. game ready before week one. So They're like, this has to be I preseason. Miles, Miles Garrett's fake dribbling between his legs. Yeah, yeah. He's not <laughs> – play one that can't be real series one <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there's no it's way not real yeah um this is one i stared at for a while because but real quick yeah i didn't realize or for so i wasn't paying attention because when i do my predictions i go all week one all week two i don't go team by team i mean that if i'm a Bengals fan which i never saw anything about it and i saw the schedule get released i would be like you're kidding me two divisional opponents to start the season with how we always start the seasons uh, that yep. sucks so yeah and, and i tried to go back to last year because they had that bad week one loss to pittsburgh yep and then i'm like oh how they respond it was you guys, sure the next right? week they lost to no the bank the Bengals. oh 
No, no, the Bengals next week lost to, I believe, the Cooper Rush Cowboys. Oh, really? Okay. When was yeah. the year? Was it two years ago or last year then that they came to Indy and they should have lost? That was Burroughs. That was Burroughs, like, rookie year. Oh, okay. So it was two years ago? Yeah. That was, okay. that was no, that was like, yeah, that was Phil's year. Whatever year that was. Three years ago now. Two years, yeah, technically two. Because it was his first full year. Because his rookie year, he got hurt. I don't know if it was that yeah. year or not. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was during the COVID year. Um, yeah. But yeah, Baltimore really banged up. Ronnie Staley probably not playing at left tackle. Yeah. Lyndon Baum probably not playing at center. Marcus Williams is going to be out for an extended period of time. And I didn't love how they looked yeah. already. So I, I'm kind of going Cincy by default. Uh, I think it's low scoring. I think it's a, an ugly game still because I don't think these teams just are ready to play at their peak. Um, so I'm going Cincy. I am too for the same reasons, and I was about to say it, but I think I said it on the preview pod or the review prod pod uh, that the whoever the Ravens trainer is needs to figure it out because every year it's like this. I always say every year on the the, the like season preview, and I know I said it this year. Like if they can stay healthy, this is a problematic team, but they haven't stayed yep. healthy the last three years, and here we are again after week one. And it's just key guys. It's not just like your special team. Like yeah, it's it's, it's not left depth tackle, pieces. running back, center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, pretty important guys. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a fun game. I don't really, that's a game. I don't really want on my TV. When you look at the one o'clock slate, like, yeah, I have to be maybe in week 12, that's a game you care about. But like right now I don't, I don't, I don't either. Um, I'm going to be in a car at least for the one o'clock slates driving back from Ohio. I think, I think so too. Um, I'm going to be, I think I'm going to see if Abby can drive and then I'm going to set up my laptop with a hotspot. So I'm trying to decide, do I go quad boxes? You think for that? I mean, they're going to be tiny, but that way I can see four games or do I just go red zone or do I try to I, just click around? I don't know what I'm going to do. I lean red zone. Okay. That's good to know. I just don't think the quad box is going to be worth it. Yeah. It's always, it's just tough, man. I mean, my eyes, they're, they're not trained not for that. You're like, I don't know. No. And also the sound, you don't realize how like important the sound is for football games. You just don't get a feel. Yeah. Anyways, I, but I this wasn't going to be on my quad anyways. This was not going to be on yeah. the quad. The quad. No, there's, there's a lot of good one o'clock games. One, two, three, four. Oh my God. There's like five that I would have. Anyways. I was going to say there's an easy, easy. Yeah. Five. Um, and next, this next game is one of them. Kansas yeah. city. At Jacksonville. Yep. That awesome was on matchup. It. That was on it. Awesome. Awesome matchup. Obviously, the Chiefs beat them twice last year, including one in the playoffs. Chiefs coming off a Thursday night loss. Jags coming off uh, the win against Indy. Do the Jags get their revenge on Sunday? I, I lean yes. Um, and the reason why is I, you know, I, is Kelsey playing this week? I, I know Chris Jones is. I, 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 would, I would assume. I would assume so, but I haven't seen the practice report today for the Chiefs. Um, not that he's just questionable right now. He was he was limited today, so I assume he's going to play. That's going to help, but it was the passing game was so bad because of the receiving core in Kansas City that I just kind of have to see them catch some passes. Uh, I thought Jacksonville's offense they made a couple mistakes, but they look great. Uh, So good, and their defense, like kind of got put in some tough spots from their offense kind of, it was one of those things where it's like, you see the Colts score 21 points, but I mean, how, how many of them were kind of short field goal or like short drives? Well, well, one of them was a 
defensive touchdown. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, That's I knew the score was, was like real, one of them was a real drive and one of them was a 50 yard screen. So yeah, uh, so they fly I, around. Yeah, so it's kind of one of those things where I trust this Jacksonville defense. You can't really look at the box score and say, "Oh, well, they gave up this amount of points to rookie quarterback." Because, like you said, it wasn't necessarily the defensive the defense's fault. Um, no. Kansas City, it's just again you're playing a hungry team at home who kind of expects to be there this year. You're traveling there; it's going to be Duval home opener. I, I just think that Jacksonville, a lot of things lean their way, and it's I'm I'm not doing the whole Kansas City's dead. I'm not doing that, but I am saying like I would like to see some passes caught that's all that's the only thing i'm saying i would like to see some passes caught by kansas city before i really trust them against top tier afc teams but really if you're kansas city like if you're gonna say i'm gonna lose two games like i feel like last week and this week are games that you're fine with like you're fine with losing against the nfc always and then this one is still not an divisional opponent and you're on the road against jacksonville who's probably going to be a top four seed in the playoffs like it's okay to lose these games if you're a Kansas city fan. So Jacksonville, this is kind of one of those games where for Jacksonville fans and the Jacksonville team, it's like, this is our introduction that we are Mm -hmm. here officially. I feel like it's more of a wanted win than it is for Kansas city. Definitely. No, I agree. Um, I'm going Kansas city, but (laughs) I agree with everything you said. So now I'm kind of worried. I I just think when you look at what DeForest did last week and Grover did and Brandon Scherf out, I think Chris Jones could cause real problems for them. Um, however, the Jags still were able to, you know, do what they needed to do because their weapons are so good. Uh, I, this is one of those games where I think the chiefs get them now, but like in the playoffs now I'm like all in on the Jags. Cause I was so impressed with their weapons. But once I saw like Ridley is Ridley that they could get them later. I just think the chiefs get them one more time here. Um, Andy and Patrick are still phenomenal in September. They should have won that game. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not too worried about it. But, yeah, I, I just think for me, I think they get them one more time in September. But I, yeah, I don't really have – I mean, you almost convinced me to take the Jags, but I wrote down Kansas City. I'm not changing it. So hey, we got to be yeah. different somewhere. And also, it be proves different. well to fade me. So there's that. It's true. Um, next game that – it's just like every time you see this team, I'm just like – because, like, Chargers, awesome week, awesome game, fun offense. Now they play the Titans and they're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. And it's going to be a grinded out physical game. Yeah. I'm just sick. It's so annoying. Like just don't play to their style, but you you have to. They force you to. You have to get in the mud with Tennessee. It's just so annoying. I'm going chargers because I do think they're just way more talented. Um, I do think, you know, they ran the ball really well last week, even if Eckler's out this week. I trust their offensive line to hold up enough against Tennessee. Um, The Chargers had a really bad defensive game. I I think they respond. I know Tannehill is going to respond better too, but this is my game winning field goal game of the week because I do think it's going to be that weird. God, that's Um, not good for, that's not good for the Chargers. They're never on the right side of that. um, Vegas won. I'm one. No, but it wasn't a game winning field goal game of the week. Yeah. It was close. Kind of almost kind of almost. Yeah. Uh, So I'll give it to the Chargers, but this is one of those games where I'm just like closing my eyes and hoping the Chargers win because they should. But yep. it's just like it's it's a terrifying matchup, um, and, and there's a clear better team, but I just don't know if it matters. But I'm picking them. On paper, no one looks at that game and says Tennessee, but it's no. kind of one of those things that people who watch the Tennessee Titans play football are like, "Here we go, four Chargers." Yep. I'm going Chargers yep. as well. Um, kind of the same thing. 
yeah, their defense looked bad last week, but let's let's remember who they were playing. Like, I'll be honest, you're not going to see that style out of Tennessee. So it's, it's it's a little bit better. I expect I expect the Tennessee Titans to respond more than I expect Ryan Tannehill to respond. That's a big thing for me too. I, I you know, the Saints defense is good, but the Chargers defense is also good. So right. I I feel like they're playing a better opponent um, on both sides of the ball, or better on offense, but similar on defense. Um, so I, I think Kansas, I Kansas. I think the Chargers should win this game. It's just it can get freaky in Tennessee. That's it, and uh, I think it will be closer than people expect. But I am going to take the Chargers here, and I have one thing like. I was kind of, you know, I, I had Austin Eckler when he played a full season in fantasy one time. And then I think the next year I was like, ah, I, sh- I wish I had him, but then he got hurt. And then it was like the next year he was hurt again. And he's already hurt. Like, is he, is he this slant boy of running backs? He's trying to form a running back union, but you're like, you're wow. never like, there's no reason for you to get paid. Cause how many football games has he played the last three years? I don't, I don't know. Look that up. I'm, how many football games has Austin Eckler played this, the last three years? I guess this I'm going to guess. So, I mean, we're basically saying 50 games. I I, I feel like it's higher. He played, whoa. 37? 34? Dude, he played, this doesn't seem right to me. It says that he played all games last year. <laughs> that looks bad for me. Do you remember I, him playing all games last year? I don't. And the year before I that. I don't remember I don't, it. I don't not. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to shut up. That looks bad. All right, you move on. We digress. Or I digress. I mean, anyways, uh, we both like the Chargers. Dude, there's no way. He's always hurt. Yeah, we both like the Chargers. I just feel like he's Pro football hurt. reference? Yeah. Says, says 17 GS. What are his, what are his nicknames? Uh, let's see here. I don't think he has any. Really? No. No nicknames. That's disappointing. All right. Anyways, <laughs> um, are you you still looking at it like you're trying? Well, I'm trying to see change. if like I want to make sure I didn't miss nicknames anywhere. I'm trying to see where those oh. are. I don't They're s- usually at the very top with like the info. Yeah, I don't see them at all. But I'm trying to find a. I was like Steve Smith, but he didn't have any nicknames. I was thinking about the other Steve Smith, so that's why I put him in. Yeah, no no nicknames, but I can't find anybody with a nickname. So there's that. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. All right. So uh always reliable Austin Eckler is finally potentially always out. reliable Austin Eckler. That is that is what we learned from today. Uh next one. Interesting, interesting matchup. One I'll have on my TV if if I have the capability to. Um Green Bay at Atlanta. This is a very big even after this game, actually, I don't know if we'll know if we if I'll feel better about any of these teams or worse. Um, because Atlanta's win over Carolina is kind of what I thought. And Green Bay, although they surprised me, I'm still interested to see, because we'll get into Chicago later, what, what they do here. Um, just an interesting matchup, though. I'm going to go with Green Bay. I don't love it. I don't love it. Um I think Atlanta's defense is better than we think. I know Bryce struggled. I know Carolina's offensive line is bad. But with Jesse Bates, they fly around. I like that defense a lot. Um, I, I just think for me, this is about in any game where Desmond Ritter, I think, is going to have to throw, I don't like them. 
And I don't think you can do what you did last week to beat Green Bay. I think they can score more than that. So for that, I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, I... I agree that this could be a close game. I'm going Green Bay as well, but I feel like this is more of a let's see what Green Bay is type of game. Like last week we saw it, and it's kind of one of those, like was last week a fluke? I know we'll get into the Bears, um, but or is this team kind of for real? Like can they be contending in – I mean, this is the NFC North has a lot of – you know, I, I feel like three teams could win it, and the Packers may not be the number. They're probably the third out of those three. But it's not like there's a top, clear top dog in that division. And if the Packers can win this game kind of handily, control the game, that's an impressive win in terms of doing your job. It's a, we did our job game. Because sometimes there's these teams where it's just like they never, they always play up or down in the competition. And that always can hurt them. If they can come in to Atlanta on the road, always a a loud home environment, uh, a physical football team, and beat them pretty handily, I feel yep. like that says a lot about what the Green Bay Packers are this year. So this is a game that I'm very interested in. I'm going to go Green Bay because I kind of trust them, and they could. I could be completely wrong on them, um, but this is going to tell me a lot about who the Packers are. I, I, I agree completely. I, yeah, is Atlanta the upper echelon tier one team that we want to see Green Bay play? No, but it's certainly a step up, and yeah. on the road, a tough environment to play in. So, yeah, there's a lot of different things that could happen here. I, we we kind of know what Atlanta is, but I like you said, we totally don't understand Green Bay yet. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they can take that next step on the road for Jordan Love. Um, but yeah, should be a fun game. Next one. I also, at per usual, don't write down when it changes to four o'clock. I think I have an idea, but it's not yet. Um, this is always a fun game. Next, it's my favorite game of the my favorite next, game to play. Next one. Uh, Seattle at Detroit. We talked about it last week. If you could have a ticket to any game, this has got to be up there. Yeah. This has got to be up there. Ford Field. That, did you see that they sold out on Ski Mask? I, I saw Chauncey or uh, CJ Johnson tweet about or What's CJ Johnson? What's his name? Gardner. CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I, now I'm really confused about his name. But I saw him tweet or the quote that he wanted people to wear them. So Amazon, they sell out. Amazon sold out of Blue Ski Mask. I mean, how awesome is that? They're so bought in. Yeah. Like Detroit is. You know, I going to school, Detroit was the closest city. It was only like an hour away. Yeah. And Detroit has like bad teams in terms of like Tigers have not been good. The Red Wings have been awful. The Lions have always been awful. But Detroit as a sports town, like their sports fans are up there with like the most passionate in terms of like the Cleveland. We view them as so passionate. We view Boston as so passionate. Like those Midwest cities. Detroit is just as up there. They just they don't win anything besides the Red Wings when we were kids. And that's the yeah, thing. I, mean, I well, Detroit fans are awesome, dude. That yeah. is a fun place to go watch any t- any sporting event. Awesome place to go do it. So um, it's kind of fun to see that the NFL may finally kind of get that vibe. Like think about the Big Cat episode with Don with Detroit Don. Like it's my, it's my favorite one. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's who their fan base is. I mean, early yeah, early two thousands. Like Tigers were okay. Red Wings Tigers were really going to World hockey Series. team and the, yeah. the Pistons were going to the finals. Like, uh, yeah. Those fans were Pistons. awesome. Yeah. Um, Another team that, I mean, when's the last time the Pistons were good? It's been a minute. Been a minute. Are you worried about it being too much? Are you worried about so much hype, so much excitement? All of a sudden, Seattle, who, by the way, when they played last year at Detroit, didn't punt one time. I think they scored 45 or 49 points. Did not punt one time oh, that was against bad. Detroit last year. Yeah, that um, was a bad game. They also started to 
That's also not, very true. Not remembered. <laughs> are you are you worried about a little oh shit moment? We're, we're down 7-0. We just turned the ball over. What's going on? No, I I think that Detroit, what helps them out is they played on Thursday night for this emotional win. Because think about it, that was so long ago. Um, and today is the day that most teams return to our all teams kind of return to practice. And it's like, you had your game, you probably went to see your alumni's, you know, football game and whatever school you went to, uh, you know, you come back home, you have another day, you have two more days off and now you're back at practice. It, you're so far away from that game that I think that helps him out a lot. And Dan Campbell does not seem like the type of guy who's like, hey, remember last week, fellas? I feel like he's a big – he's going to have him mentally prepared to win this game. And also, I, I think the watching hard knocks last year, I think the players on Detroit kind of like understand what this t- team means to the city. So I think that yep. they're going to kind of come in more level-headed than people expect. And Seattle – I mean, Seattle looked so bad last week. That I don't know why there's any reason to necessarily say that. Like if Green Bay was coming into Detroit, it's kind of like, okay, like this yeah. could be, or even if it was Atlanta, you're like, all right, make sure that you win, you win this football game because things can get freaky. But Seattle looks so bad on offense. I don't, they're not, they're clearly not the same that they were last year. We kind of, Geno Smith is probably doesn't deserve his, you know, isn't going to be a long term starter, I should say, for them. And defensively, they looked even worse. And it, I know that Sean McVay isn't going to be on the sidelines and Ben Johnson called a pretty bad game last week. Um, But the weapons that Detroit has are, it's not Paku and Tutu. It's legit guys that are playing that you're playing this week. So I I think that Detroit's going to, I think they're going to easily win this game or easily handily win this game, maybe not show up in the scorecard, but I think that they're physical enough and they have enough weapons on offense to kind of control this football game. I think the fans are going to be loud. I think that stadium is going to be breaking noise records. I've been on the field there during an NFL football game. And it's, I still to this day talk about like being on the field there during the game. It's, it, it was insane. I maybe Lucas Oil is like that too. I'm sure it is, but it was my ears. I could not, I've been in the end zone of an sec football game, like first 18 rows. Uh, it was not even close to what, Ford Field was like for some reason. So I think yeah, that the, I mean, Detroit wins this game. The dome always makes it just yeah, feel so it's, loud in there. It bounces awesome. off of every wall. Yeah, it's awesome. I like Detroit too. I'm not worried about it either. I, I think Abraham Lucas just got put on IR. I know um, Charles Cross is banged up as well. And I, I just think right now it's Aiden Hutchinson and that defense, they're going to get after, after Gino. I do think Seattle punts finally this game. And like you said, is it McVay? No, but it's, you know, it's a pretty well-oiled machine on offense that is going to get Gibbs more t- touches like we talked about God, he's, um, he's not gonna go down. last week. Yeah, uh, God, the, the the tight end, Sam Laporte, was impressive. Yeah. He's going to get Laporte or whatever. Is, he's going to get more touches this week. you still got St. Brown. you still got, you know, Reynolds. And Marvin, Marvin Jones didn't look work. good, but last week. Can't, but, he can't play worse. He can't he's play worse. still, and he's a guy who's like, Oh, wide receiver three, Marvin Jones. Sure. Yeah. You always Sign trust that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think D- Detroit's just too much here. I think Detroit's too much, and it'll be a different result this game. So, yeah. I'm on Detroit as well. Um, All right, Justin, this is part of a vote um, between one, two, three. You have three choices. 
and we haven't talked about two yet, but we're gonna have to decide now for our Boy. Big Ten West game, Big Ten West game of the week. Okay. So we're about to talk about Indy at Houston. I'm also giving you New Orleans at Carolina, uh, as we always have an NFC South matchup in there, and I'm giving you Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I'll say I think that I view I don't think it's Indy Houston. Um, okay. I just don't I don't I feel like those are going to be I I think I got to go Cleveland Pittsburgh because those are two. It's mid it's Midwest first of all mm-hmm. the it the site's going to be Big Ten West and it's going to be more physical. So yeah, we can get into each of those games, but I feel like the Indy Houston game is. I don't want to. I don't want this to be in a bad way, but I feel like it's more of a Mac game. Just kind of the the yeah. younger I mean, teams. Go yeah, go and, ahead on the game. Like we might as well just go into the game. Yeah, it's just the younger teams. Uh, it, it may not be the most polished football, but there's one side of the ball that is so much more advanced than any other aspect, and that's the Colts defense. I think Colts win this game. Like I, I think it might be a similar score to what we saw last week for uh, AR is healthy. I, yeah, I think fine. that the Colts are just going to be able to run the football. Um, this we saw what the defense was able to do to Jacksonville, and you have a rookie now who's had to, who's coming in against another tough defense. Uh, probably not going to be necessarily the best situation for poor CJ Shroud. So I think there's going to be turnovers. I think there's going to be a lot of shortened drives. So I'm going to go Indy here. And if Indy was playing Pittsburgh, I might say Big Ten. This is not a. Uh, a fault on Indy for why I think it might be more of a Mac game. It's more of a Texas Texans thing. I mean, Um, but I'm going to go Indy here. I I don't think that if you're a Colts fan, it it could be close Lord knows, but you should win. Yeah. Not that you care about winning, by the way, not that you care because it is, we don't care. It is a throwaway year. I think we should win as well. I think it's going to be really close. Um, Obviously the more that's come out about Anthony, you know, he's number one, in short yardage throwing last week, which is a big deal for what he was projected to be. Um, so he had a good week. I'm excited to see how he starts to develop into week two. He's not going to progress every week. Sometimes he's going to suck, but ideally you like to keep him on this trajectory. I am worried about playing this Houston defense. They get after you, D'Amico. They've got guys everywhere. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a really ugly game. Uh, I just hope Anthony keeps his confidence. I hope we can make a couple splash plays to get the lead. Because, uh, like you said, I don't see Houston really establishing drives on us at all. Um, and if we can just get one or two turnovers from Stroud, that should be enough to get us over the top. Like, I don't know if any team's going to get to 20 points here, but like you said, that's not because it's like more of a Big Ten battle. It's just because you have two offenses that are so underdeveloped right now. Um, it's just a tall task for both. So, and that's what mid-level I, I Mac hope, football is: underdeveloped football. Yeah, I, I think if a team scores two touchdowns here, it's over. So if if, if one of these teams scores two touchdowns, I think they win um, because I don't I don't see it <laughs> happening maybe for either team. Um, so if we can get out of here 13 to 10, 16 to 10, it'd be great. I would love to win it. Um, I'm just excited to see how he looks. So, yeah, if you weren't an Indy Houston fan, other than the rookie QBs playing each other, not going to be on your TV. So I will fine. say that's what makes this an interesting game is because that's it the is- only thing. Yeah. It is two rookie quarterbacks going at it. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it is two, the two rookie quarterbacks that kind of have the most interest. Like Bryce Young was the number one overall pick, but for him, it's like, it's his size. Like if his size is a problem, if he can't see over the right. lines, if he, if he's not 
uh, durable enough with the hits that are coming the NFL. Like that, that's truly the only question mark on him, but CJ Shroud and Anthony Richardson, there was a lot of coming out of college, like him, this guy court, can he be a quarterback in the NFL? Yep. Um, they have the most interesting storylines, most, most interesting. And what's weird is Houston's just not a big enough market, but they've always kind of like, they've always been interesting football teams kind of since they've came around yep. and, CJ Stroud's not going to get a lot of national attention. Um, even, I mean, Houston's a bigger city than Indianapolis, but for some reason, the Colts always are going to get national media attention more than the Texans. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what that will look like throughout the year for CJ's development. Cause Anthony Richardson, we I've already seen articles about how he's developing and it's week one. So or week two. Yeah. And just for, you know, I'm sure Anthony listens. Um, Houston took CJ over you, Anthony. So yep. for the next 15 years, you go and remember that every time yeah. you play them. And you remind they them. They chose him over you. Be a dick about it. Yep. I don't care. Yeah. Go and show them every time you play. Be our new TY against Houston. Like just dominate them every time. Yep. And let them know every time. So just a little note for you. Get her, you got to remind them twice a year, brother. Twice a year. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, next one. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago at Tampa Bay. So this guy, I don't know, TJ O'Sullivan, I don't, I don't remember what his name is. The QB, the QB room. School. school. Yeah, whatever it is on uh, Twitter and or on YouTube. YouTube. And I, I don't know how legit the guy is. I'm assuming pretty legit. I've and seen his stuff. I've watched his stuff He's before. been out there for forever. Yeah. yeah. And he broke down the Bears. It's so much worse than I thought. This yeah, team, watching that was a... It was a wake-up call. This team does not know how to line up. They do not know where to block. There were multiple plays where Nate Davis is blocking the center um, and leaving the guy wide open on the screen to get him. They had a play design where they're rolling out right and expecting the left tackle to pull all the way to the right side and seal the right defensive end in time. Because it's a bootleg. Um, Because it's a bootleg. They had Chase Claypool, who is now being benched, give easily the worst effort I've ever seen from a football player in a game. They had Cole Komet multiple times having zero clue idea or idea what was going on. And then when plays did finally seem to appear to be okay, play design was good, timing was good, blocking was good. Justin's either not processing it, not, not trusting himself to throw the deep route, or just, I don't know, because there were multiple plays where he could have gone deep, 15 to 25 yards deep, and he's just not doing it. I don't know how in a week you fix that. I don't think you can. Because that, like Ben Johnson, it was play calling. It wasn't, it wasn't offensive philosophy. It wasn't offensive yeah. IQ. It was play calling. And it's like, all right, we can adjust the play sheet on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. yeah, That was an off-season worth of training. That was wrong. That's what that was. That was that was philosophy. That was development. Like, one thing that stuck out to me was the QB sneak to Justin Fields was his feet. Like, I don't know. It, I've never thought of it as a thing. Like, yeah, you're like, every time you're, you know you're taking a QB sneak – you put your one foot back for leverage and he's flat footed. Yeah. 
And it's A, when you have to get the leverage, that's significant time, or B, you never get the leverage and you're not going to get a yard. It's just little things like that that also stood out to me. I, so I my answer is you don't fix that in a week. And also, I don't know, do we not see anything like that in preseason? I know that we're – I'm not watching Bears preseason football and breaking it down. I know – but I'm from a coaching perspective, some of these things you're like, hey, how are we not adjusting that or realizing some mistakes in preseason, the little things like that, that guys don't know what they're doing. Justin Fields just doesn't see what's going on and making adjustments then like clearly there's just I would have zero confidence if I'm a Bears fan in what that coaching room is doing right now because I where where do we see one positive thing at the end of the day in Chicago this week that that's the point you brought up that's the most concerning you not only had all summer to prepare for this game this season you have a quarterback in year three and a coordinator in year two with you like this wasn't all I understand they have a new a general manager, but like the staff was the staff. Yeah. And for the most part, your quarterback was there. I know you got DJ, but like there is such a philosophical misunderstanding from what we just watched out there that it, it was mind blowing. And I, I can't imagine how disheartening that was if yeah. any Bears fans had had the guts to watch it. I couldn't. Um, I don't think I could if I was a Bears fan. I turned on. I told. I told. I told Mike and Owen not to. Yeah, I turned yeah. on Giants offensive line film and I turned it off after five minutes. I was like, not going to feel better. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I, it It is just like that where you think this isn't a, okay, the philosophy was there. It's Justin Fields' first year with the system. He missed some reads. Some some mm-hmm. guys ran wrong routes. Like the timing was off. The, they may have ran a, a six-yard slant instead of a four-yard slant. Like those little things were like, yeah. all right, these are just adjustments with the new system. But you're right. These are established guys in the building. And it's week one. And you're like, what is this type of football that we're seeing? Because these are professionals at the end of the day. If, you say, if it's week one for high school football, we're kind of like, hey, guys, all right. Sophomores clearly don't know what's going on here. Uh, mm-hmm. This is professional football. They've spent all from January to September preparing for you know that game. And it looked like it was an intramural-like game where it's just yep. like guys just said there was no – overarching one team. I mean, not one guy knew what to do. Yeah. Not one guy knew what to do. I mean, yeah. it was highlighted in that goal line play. Like, I, I don't even know what that was. Yeah, the, I mean, the was double corner where there's two receivers cor- standing next to each other. And, yeah, Komet's just like, what was I supposed to do on this play again? Like, he's just, like, lost. So, it's disheartening. I, I'm, I feel very bad for Chicago. But now you got to go to Tampa Bay and play a defense – that is talk about established dudes that have been doing it for a while at a high level everywhere with a coordinator that's been doing the same. And I'm terrified for, for, for what I watched from the way fields processes to what I watched from the O-line to what you watch from the simple mistakes they made. I'm legitimately scared for Justin and, and God bless him that he's so freaking talented as a runner. He could get away from half of it. If, yeah, but, but he's, he's going to get popped. If he wasn't um, like a, a running quarterback or like a, a dual threat quarterback, it would have been, there would have been 
like New York Giants level of like that was some of the worst offensive line performance I've ever seen. Cause it's one thing when it's like the guy just scrambles and breaks free, it lowers. I know he got yeah. sacked the most last year, but it, like we, what we saw on Sunday, he was evading a lot of sacks. He's making guys miss in the backfield. Like there was some plays where like, I don't know how he got out of that. So it, it made the box score not look as bad as what we truly saw. And I know we think the Packers defense is good, but like you said, that front, I, I saw that front seven against Minnesota. I mean, Kirk Cousins took a beating on Sunday. It's going to be scary what Justin Fields has to go through. And I mean, I legit think he's the most, I mean, Lamar's fast and quick. He's the best runner since Vic. I don't even think it's close. Like the dude is a freak when he runs. Yeah. And I think Owen pointed out the one thing we didn't touch on from the Getzy side. I think there was maybe one, not even one design run for him in the first half. Like run him all day with the extra blocker. And then when you're not running them, do play action and get him outside the pocket. Like it's it, just do that where he's his read is rolling out either flat, dig, post. Yeah. All and day. also it's just one of those like just do simple RPOs where it's like there's an option play. It's a shotgun read option. And then if he, he can bootleg, run. yeah, he can bootleg it and he can th- dish the ball off. And you're kind of setting a two on one where it's like tell the linebacker, go with the tight end or, or take me and I'm going to yep. try to get five yards either way. There was yep. nothing. I- there, I don't know what that was that we watched. And I'm not going to sit oh. here and act like I'm some, you know, I look, I, I played a little bit of intramural quarterback. I have no idea what I'm doing. No, I, I did take my team to the semifinals. Um, but I was able to watch that film and be like, what's like, what is this? I feel like the guy, play, my, the guy lays it out pretty well. Yeah. I feel like my football brain, if, if it's, if it's well done or just an NFL system, like I should be able to say, see the film and be like, Oh, that makes sense. I couldn't, yep. there was nothing like that. So, no. So for those reasons, um, don't even care what Baker looks like because of this defense, because of um, Todd Bowles, the pressure they bring, I am going with Tampa Bay. Yeah. And also I want to, look, I'm, I'm not a Baker guy. Baker looked good on Sunday. It was, he, you want to talk about a guy who ran an offense. Baker Mayfield did that. Like every third down Baker Mayfield Made the made the right read. He put the ball where it needed to be. Uh, Mike Evans looked better than I've seen Mike Evans look since you know two years yeah. ago. Um, Boy's trying to get traded. He's yeah. looking good. <laughs> and it, it's just one of those things where I this is a sneaky team in, in an NFC where it's like you know uh, imagine like Dallas getting the three seed or something or a two seed. And then Tampa Bay is coming in for your wild card round and it's their defense can stop you. And Baker can put up 24 points. Like it's a, if they continue the way that they played on week one, which I don't want to be overreaction week one, although I was like, this is a dangerous, this is what the Browns were with, uh, with Baker Mayfield and they were making noise in the playoffs. So that's why I tried to say week one without saying it because like, he is never Tom Brady. It's not a Tom Brady comparison, but like the Bucks' offense was so bad last year, it was going to be hard for them to be technically worse. Yeah, like they're going to be a little more volatile with their turnovers, maybe. But like Baker's going to get them in better spots more than not from pushing the ball downfield because Tom couldn't do it. Like, so it's just interesting. I'm very interested to see how this Tampa Bay team turns out. I've dropped my mic like eight different times. Yeah, um, and I my note my. Notebooks about to die. We're all over the place. I don't know where my charger is. Is it right here? So, um. Anyways, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. So we only have 
We only have one difference so far. Big one, Kansas City, Jacksonville. You took the yep. favorite. You you're just a square. Next, I got. I actually need to find an upset here. I don't know if I have one. That's a problem. <laughs> Didn't we? I had that one time. I forget what we did. Maybe you take two blowouts. Yeah, it was something like that. Or, yeah, I don't you, want to change a pick because I didn't. Yeah, I we did, it happened to me one time because I had one. It was the same exact thing. I had one upset and you took it because you went first. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't know what to do now. So I think yeah. it was, I think it was two blowouts. Or I think I I think it was like Dallas was a 13 and a half point favorite or something that had to cover was the deal. Or it was something like that. Cause you made fun of me. I know you, I know for a fact you were like, oh, you're you're just I I I can find the podcast if I really look. I'll, I'll figure it out. I mean, I may switch one of these, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. You're up. Giants head to Arizona. Um, yeah. Yeah, not not necessarily a great – first of all, I want to say there was some stuff about Dabble and a, a party. It was a, his kid's birthday party. Like, dude, stop. That's why I hate this stupid Twitter – this team's Twitter ecosystem. Um, beat up. Beat up in a lot of ways. Uh, not not feeling necessarily confident going into this week. I think that this is a um, rest guys game, and I think we could very well lose. I'm going to say we're going to win just because it's the Cardinals. But this is not a game that I'm excited for. This is not a game that I'm confident in. I think we could very well lose this game. But the thing about it is we're staying out West and we have San Francisco on Thursday night following it. Uh, I think that guys are going to be looking ahead. I think that guys are probably going to get rested. Uh, I think this, this is a very bad spot for us to be in against potentially the worst team in the NFL. Um we should win just because of how bad they are. I think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot a couple times. Uh, you know, Dobbs isn't necessarily a threat as of now because not because he's not a good quarterback. It's because he's been there for three weeks. Um, so the playbook you have to imagine is still going to be very limited. And I, I think that watching the Giants being able to watch last week's film, you're going to see a lot of the same stuff. It's not like they're going to come out of nowhere and do something completely different because they haven't been there long or Dobbs hasn't been there long enough to do that offensively i mean dear god evan neal i want him at right guard yesterday so but we're probably going to give him you know a couple more weeks at a shot uh andrew thomas i'd rest him so and our matt parrot i think is healthy but you know he was the backup who then got hurt after andrew thomas got hurt so that i don't know who's going to be at left tackle uh i will say like i watch when i watch that five minutes of um the like Giants, I may have watched 10 of the Giants like film. It was so bad. And I I don't want this to sound like as bad as it is, because it's bad, what I'm gonna say. But the moves that were going on our offensive line, I I had a conscious thought without like being like jokingly of like I could do that. Like I could get I around our offensive that. line. No, no, dude, no, 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 no. Dude. They would just fake one way and go the other. <laughs> that was it. That so was it. A little bit different of a size and speed, but sure, sure. It, it was so. It was so basic. I was sitting. I was sitting there like, is it truly that easy to get by an offensive line? Um, 
So that's not promising. Ben Breedson looked awful. I mean, John Michael Schmidt kind of, he's our center rookie. He did decent, but it was like every time he got matched up against Michael Parsons, he lost whatever. Um, Glowinski again, a one passing pass block grade. So it's bad. It's, it's really bad. Um, if I'm the giants, I simply just run the ball every play. I, I just sit the boys down Waller rest him. Uh, Hey, we, you know, no major sign. We don't have a, a Mr. 72 mil to worry about this year. Just run the football. Pray to God they have some turnovers and hopefully we walk out with a win and then pray for health and safety on Thursday night. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm it's going to be bad. If you take Arizona here, if, if anybody takes Arizona, at one, not offended, two, makes complete sense in my head three. If somebody takes the giants or if you have giants fantasy football players and you need them and they don't perform and you text me, I'll be honest, guess what? Don't care. Cause on the podcast, you heard it from me first. So if you listen to the podcast, you know, my feelings on it. So I don't want to hear any complaints, anything about it. Yeah. Also, I didn't say it. Chicago at Tampa Bay first floor, four o'clock game. No, Is that- I was, <laughs> you're wrong. That's a one o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I know it should be a, Feels like a four, but it is a one o'clock. I so we are zero and one. I thought about that during last week's preview. I was like, do we play this game? Um, and I was curious when you got past it without saying it. Um, I didn't. Well, I'll, so. I'll tell you this: Arizona, Washington, definitely wouldn't have said one o'clock for that. So I would pretty much I would put myself at zero and two. But yeah, I didn't say it. Okay, zero and two it is. Chicago at Tampa Bay. No way. No way. Whatever. It feels like a one um, o'clock game. Yeah, if I'm a Giants fan. Uh, I would take a deep breath in and then just kind of hold it for three and a half hours and hope we have more points at the end and exhale because this, I, I fully expect them to come out with more fire with more passion and play better. But at the end of the day, like the offensive line is like, that doesn't solve the whole thing. Um, so I think more of the defense is going to have a fire because they didn't really get a chance to show anything because it was such a weird game and they got put in such a weird spot. So I expect the defensive line to come out firing and I think you'll get some turnovers from them. Yeah. Um, I mean, 16 but, of the 40 points were not the defense's fault. And right. then like, one of them was game. a bad, you make 19 of it because of a bad pass interference call, which I guess turned into seven actually like it, the defense played fine, but also they didn't see anything. So I don't know if the defense is good or not. Right. So I think it's kind of a, like, they're going to be like, Hey, it's on us. Let's, let's get it going this week. Um, I mean, Arizona. Arizona oh, sorry to interrupt. That's completely my fault. But I was going to say Arizona scored how many points, 16 points last week and seven of them were from a fumble touchdown. So yeah, I think, I think Dobbs averaged like four yards per pass. Like this offense isn't going to do anything, but I will say their, their defensive line. Don't know if you can name a guy on it, but they kind of got after Sam Howell. And I don't think it's a terrible Washington offensive line. It's not a great one, but I think Arizona was kind of feisty up front. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think it's going to be low scoring. I do think it's going to be a horrific game in terms of football watching. Um, but the Giants should win. The Giants should win the game. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's by one or by 40. The win is a win is a loss, a loss. So I'm going to have the Giants here in a close one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I am, I really hope they win. Because I, I don't want you to be 0-2 going into San Francisco on Thursday night. We're either 1-2 and 2 or we're 0-3. There's not much around that. So Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty much safe to say for the preview pod next week, we have our Thursday night winner as of now. Yeah, and, and we're, we're probably going to record before the Thursday night because uh, 
since the Giants play on Thursday night. So yeah, right. we're <laughs> yep. Oh boy. I'm so, yeah. I'm legitimately worried about our health and safety that game. Terrified. Terrified. Um, so yeah, both have Giants there. Next week or next game, I keep doing that. San Francisco, LA Rams. Uh, I don't think Stafford's ever beaten the 49ers. His numbers have been horrible against them as well. And look, if Puka Shells goes out there and gets 10 for 120 again, I will put my hand out and and say congrats. I think he's good, but like against San Fran to do that, don't think so. No. So I I, I will San Fran look like they did last week. Maybe not, but I, I'll definitely betting more that the Rams don't look like they did. So I'm not going San Francisco. I I feel like the way that San Francisco played is something that we could consider more consistent than the Rams. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. I'm going to go San Francisco here. Will the uh, the Rams put up more points than the Steelers? I mean, it, it, it'd almost be hard not to. But I I don't foresee I I don't foresee any reason for me to pick the Rams. Like their offense looked good, but they're they're not playing Seattle again, and their defense looked. I mean, the second half wasn't even necessarily their defense; it was more of a Seattle thing. Um, yeah, and we people forget like the Steelers' defense is really good, really good. <laughs> so really, really good. It's not like the the Forty Niners are all, all of a sudden going up against a way better defense. It's arguably a worse defense on paper. So uh-huh. we'll see if they can do anything to stop this offense. But and I know that this is a divisional opponent, but the Forty Niners are more familiar with the Rams and the Rams are with the 49ers right now because of, I don't know how many games Brock Purdy played against them last year, but there's not as much for them to be prepared for with Brock Purdy than there is for uh, Matt Stafford. So, cause you kind of know what Matt Stafford is. For sure. Yep. Yeah. At this point, I just want to watch San Francisco just cause I think they're appointment TV. So it's just, yeah. And I have to watch the fun. stupid giants <laughs> instead. That's tough. so dumb. Um, that is tough. Next one, Jets at Dallas. Uh, would you like to start on any Rodgers commentary? I mean, that sucks. I I forget if it was um, – I forget where it was, but somebody was like, the, if the Jets said – if any Jets fan says, like, we would have won this rule that year, like, I'm not – I'm never going to tell them no, and I completely agree. Like, it, that yep. sucks. Yep. That's the worst-case scenario yep. for any fan base. Um, yep. It – I – I mean, they truly were the way that we saw that team play Monday night, like they were built for contention and for sure. I don't know who you bring in necessarily. That's going to, cause the thing is, if you bring in a veteran quarterback, they're not going to be prepared. Like Zach Wilson is prepared. Like Zach Wilson has at least been in the building. Zach Wilson at least went through training camp. Like he has rapport with the entire team and with the receivers and the tight ends and the running backs. I, I, I mean, he sucks but I think that there's something to say about that. Um, so I don't know who, and it's not like there's some great veteran marketplace that's available right now. Um, I, I think they had to stick with him and he's going to lose in football games, but their defense is so good. And Brees Hall played great. Dude, I'm, it sucks to be a Jets fan. And I, I do feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. Like that's a, an ace Achilles at his age is not. It's like, terrible. Yeah. How old was Kobe when he got his Achilles injury? And he was never the same after that. Bless you. I know you muted yourself, but. 
Oh, I was gonna say, did it sound? Um, <laughs> no, it was sad. I mean, like when Aaron just stood there for a second and looked at the sideline, basically saying, "Like, I'm done," and we didn't know it until like you see it after. It was just unbelievable. Like, he just sits. It wasn't that dramatic. Like he just stood there. He knew clearly, and he just sat down while they came out and was just like processing it all, like. It was a very sad moment, and I'm glad the Jets won. I'm glad they had one night of fun because now you can't mask it. Like, you have a whole year of this now. Again, you know the drill. You know the story. Are you going to win games still? Yes. Your defense is that good. Garrett Wilson's that good. Brees Hall's that good. But, like, I I mean, now when you play the AFC East, you're not going to have a winning season. I I, I just can't see this team in the playoffs. You can't compete against Miami. They just can't. and I'm – I'm really sad for Zach Wilson because like, look, he's the number two pick. You can only feel so sorry for a guy, but like he clear, like to be able to sit down for a couple of years, just get out of the media, chill out. Maybe it would have worked in two years after that, after he got to process and learn for that long. And after just one summer, he's right back in it with six primetime games. It just sucks. Like he's going to get like, I mean, I know he was able to get them down and score, but that one pick he had was awful. So I, I just, it's gonna be I tough. I agree with that. Um, yeah, he was the number two overall pick, but number one, it's so hard to hit on a quarterback in this league. So like, and we know yep. we already learned about Zach Wilson. Like, we he's not he's not a franchise quarterback. Like, you can you can put the B word on a bus if you want to. Sure, we knew that, but he was just a backup quarterback. He was a backup quarterback now in the NFL. And a there's not a lot of people who who have succeeded at that. And so you know, and this was going to be his first year. He, like you said, he was going to be able to sit under Rodgers. There's probably going to be a chance down the road to to get another shot, but now you are thrown into the fire when you weren't expecting it in New York City. And yeah. at, for whatever anybody wants to say about any fan base around the world, the New York sports fans are the most brutal sports fans in sports media and all of sports, and it's not even close. Yeah. And now you're thrown into it. I mean, it, we saw the treatment that he got last year. I it's going to be ten times the worst this year because people are going to be blaming him when there's nothing for him to be blamed about yeah there's angry and it's not like hey rogers tweaked his ankle he's not going to play week 11 go out there one game see if it can work i mean the dude's playing the entire season he played entire game week like at 17 games like he's got to be sick yeah damn it i I don't want this right now and i I hope i hope he plays well i really am pulling for him but i I am too is and his his present is the Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say too, I, by the way, um, I liked a video and it was, uh, it was like a, one of those emotional like songs that they put over a sports highlight. And I liked it because it was sick. It was the punt return. I was like, this is sick. And now TikTok awesome. thinks I'm a Jets fan. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, every time I saw the, like something about the return or Zach Wilson, I just was like, that sucks. And I'm glad yeah. like, I despise the Mets. I despise the New York Mets. I don't have the same uh, appallment for the Jets. I could, I'm indifferent about the Jets. So it's kind of nice yeah. to not have to be like, I, you know, now I, right. I'm indifferent about their emotion. I'm kind of pulling from now. And it, it's, it's fun to say that. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, like we said, he's going against a defense that, you know, what was our one concern about the Jets this summer? It was the offensive line. That's not the reason Rogers got hurt or anything, but like we knew Rogers was the turf. Be, what a way to find. Yeah, we knew Rogers was gonna be 
we knew Rogers was going to be able to find ways to not worry about it. You know, he yeah. always, he's a magician. Uh, and now this kid's just going to get killed back there. So I don't even have anything to say about Dallas. It's once again, ideally a week where Dak may not throw it 15 times because you don't want to expose him against this defense and he won't have to. So if Dallas. it comes into Dax's, Dax's hands, I'm, I'm very interested to see it because we all know my opinions on Dak Prescott. Um, yeah. So I, I am going to take Dallas here just because I, you know, Dallas scores 17 points. I think it's game over and yeah. their defense might score 10 of them. I agree. And when I say 10 of them, I mean one touchdown by the defense and then an interception on the 30 and they, they kick a field goal pretty much right away. That's why I for the 10. For the Jets? No, I'm saying the defense for Dallas scores 10 points. Oh, because uh, Mike, when Mike was asking, he's like, do the Jets score in this game? I'm like, I think they get 10. I think they get a pick six on Dak and then an interception and a field yeah. goal. So it's kind no, of the same both ways. I, I agree with that. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. Like if think, they score, it's going to be because their defense. Yes. Them. And I'm yeah. saying Dallas only needs 17 points. And I'm I'm saying they're getting an Correct. automatic 10. Yeah, It might be a, there, there might be 20. Points. It might be a 10-10 game at halftime, and it, people are going to be like recording a podcast in a car Monday night and have no idea what's going on in the game. You're like, 10-10, what happened? It's like, oh, two defensive yeah. touchdowns. You're like, oh, okay. And yep. uh, two picks in the red zone. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, next one, game that will not be on my TV, uh, Washington at Denver. Yeah, I, I mean, care. two like of the most irrelevant I could care less about you teams anyways, and now with their play, their style, I, I don't care. Like, Guess what, everyone? We're going to get on here on Monday night. We're both going to watch the 12 minute highlight reel on YouTube. Give you our thoughts from that. Maybe anything else we see yeah. from Twitter and we're moving on. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll look, probably look at the bot. I might not even bother with the 12 minute highlights. I'll probably look at the box score and see if anything <laughs> sticks out. Um, that might be a I fun, think... that might be a fun game to play every week where it's like, if there's one clear game that no one's going to watch, like you, even with the highlights and the readings of it, like we pick one of us and be like, all right, we're going to quiz you on the game yep. like how many yards yep. did russell wilson have that is fun i like that um i like denver here i i don't dude washington is so bad i yeah you're you're very anti-washington like the washington uh cardinals game was my uh, you, you quiz me i don't know yeah I, and i so actually I, watched I, that game and it was appalling yeah. it, the washington offensive line i know is like fine but so many holding penalties sam house sucks and their defense was their defense is fine, but I I think that Denver's defense is going to have a heyday. Yeah, uh, I, I think Denver, I, don't, I think Denver handles them. I don't think I think thirteen points is a maximum amount that Washington scores. Maximum. Yeah, unless Russ gives them the ball, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Denver. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> Pretty, pretty easy one there. Monday night, fun Monday night. I mean, not Monday, Sunday night. Fun Sunday night. Game. Fun I'm Sunday excited night. for this. Yeah. Kind of a clash of two styles. You have like the high mm-hmm. speed, high flying Dolphins coming in against the classic Bill Belichick, tough, gritty, find ways to win New England Patriots. Which style are you leaning for Sunday? I, I'm taking Miami just because of how insane their offense was. And I'm so... I know I'm going to be come on here on Monday night and be like, I was, of course, Bill Belichick found because if anybody's going to find a way to just be weird on defense and stop them, it's going to be Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Like, if Miami puts up like 39 points again or whatever, or 36 points again, that's a problem for the rest of the NFL because this this is a pretty good. I mean, think about what New England did last week, and I know that 
Philadelphia had some, uh, you know, coaching changes and some roster changes and we're like, they're not as talented and, and there's new systems put in place. Uh, but yeah. they held, uh, what, seven, they scored 25. So 18 other points. And I think there was another quick turnover because it was pick six, like turnover touchdown again. Right. So yeah. they really, they basically, the defense basically just allowed one touchdown to uh, Philly's offense. Um, so it's an impressive defense. And I was impressed about the way that New England responded to Philadelphia when you're down 16 0 in the pouring rain. Sure. Like I said on the review pod, there was another team that in the NFL that had something similar happen and they lost by 40. Uh, so I, I think that New England has a chance here. And I think that Bill Belichick, if anybody's going to just completely shut down Tua and make him see ghosts and whatever it is, it is Bill Belichick on primetime television. But I'm just going to go with Miami just because of how much power we saw from them offensively. But they're de- they're they're all, I mean their defense is going to struggle. I think I, if Miami, not Miami, if New England is able to just slow the game down, have you know six minute drives down the field, get seven, get the ball back six minutes on the field, and just limit how many touches you know Miami has, it's going to be a close game, and it's going to give Miami not Miami. I keep mixing up names. New England a chance to win. And with all that said, I'm taking Miami. Yeah, the sucker. I a tweet. I'm a sucker for it. The tweet just popped up. To recap, the Patriots starting left tackle Trent Brown has a concussion. Both starting guards are still limited. The man who started at left guard has a concussion. The team's starting center has a hamstring. Okay. So not great. That settles that. Um, Because I do think there's a world. Look, I I know Mac played well last week. And like you said, New England is impressive that they hung in there. If you have Mac thrown over 50 times, I I don't like your chances. Um, But yeah, there's a world. Chargers ran it really well last week. New England could definitely run it really well this week and hang in the game. This is a very um, dumb, not football take take that I have now. Um, Miami getting to go to Foxborough in September in week two, I just think they're still fast. Like, yeah, it's not cold. If, it's not cold yet. If this if this game, I, I know we had that same conversation for them in Buffalo when it was snowing like crazy and they still lit it up, but like mentally. The fact that they're not playing in Foxborough in like December, like Tyreek and Waddle, like uh, the boys are running loose still. Like, yep. so I, I, I think they're still going to put up plays. That's a really dumb take, but it's just like dumb brain. That's what I think of. I mean, it's kind of so, true. I, I don't know. It has some validity to it. Uh, so, yes, I'm going Miami as well. Are they going to have 16 explosive plays again? No. But are they going to make enough? Yeah. Like, even when, you know, Tyreek, I know it was with Mahomes, but like Tyreek still made a living against New England. Like, they tried everything they could. You just players that special. There's only so much you can do. And cool. You want to focus on Tyreek? I mean, Jalen Waddle is unbelievable. So you can't really do that. Uh, you have to kind of play him straight up. And I will say, I'm curious to see if Bill Belichick, let's say, is just like, I run the ball. Like, I I am dropping well, eight back. 30 yards deep. Yeah. Miami didn't run the ball at all against the Chargers. I mean, most of it was their like leading rusher. He had like 17 yards or something nuts like that. Um, so I'm curious, like, if Miami, like, what does Miami's run run game look like? I mean, McDaniels yeah. is a guy that can have weird run schemes. Um, sure. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they're not going to run two at all this year. 
that's the big difference for me is in the past, they were able to kind of get Tua out of the pocket and work him. And, and you had to respect him as a runner in terms of just like yeah. getting eight yards. Tua is not laying anything on the line this year and ever in his career. He's not get he's not diving head first for first downs. He's sliding. There's yeah. going to be no design runs for him. So when they have to run the football, teams are going to be able, I think, to do a better job stopping it. And if Bill Belichick's like, I'm only going to ever rush four guys, I'm going to drop eight guys back. I'm going to make, I'm going to be making weird uh, cover schemes or whatever. I'm going to disguise coverages all night long. You're going to have no idea pre-snap what's going on. Have fun. Yep. I think that that gives New England a chance. But at the end of the day, the guys that Miami has are going to make plays. There's only so much. Yeah. Very fun and chess match. 23 points is the most that I trust New England to score right now. Um, and it's going to be hard to hold Miami to under that. Definitely. And I don't think two has lost to them. So two has mm. got Bill's number. Interesting. Uh, now going into the double Monday night. Is there a dog, by the way? Is that still dog yeah. under the apartment? Or is there a no, dog? No, it's not the... that dog. There's a new dog on the floor. Yeah. Oh, so it's not all um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, double Monday night. Uh, Always good to have these. Except I'm not complaining. I just, it's kind of weird that there, there's not like a West coast one. Uh, they're both like an hour apart. Just that's what I was going to say. I, we let's bump 49ers Rams to like 10 o'clock yeah. and then Brown Steelers to seven o'clock. And then who cares what happens to Saints Panthers? I'll say I'm taking yeah. the Saints. The defense is too good. Bryce Young is going to look a little weird. Um, JC Horn has burner accounts. Now I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, I think the Saints, this game kind of falls in a similar category to Indy Houston. Like, it's going to be low scoring, not because, like, I think just both offenses are not very good. Defenses mm -hmm. are kind of better. And, yeah, I, I think the, I don't like the Saints win by a lot, probably just like last week, 16-13, 16-15. Uh, they, they find a way to get to 2-0 because, yeah, Carolina's another offensive lineman hurt. I just, the Saints are going to get all after Bryce. Yep. All I got there. And, yeah, and J.C. Horn, by the way, is a big loss. He's out for, like, the year. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Like at all. He never has been. That's a guy that has not played in games if you go and look it up. Yes. And that is yes. also one of Buckman's favorite players from that draft prior. So Yep. Yep. Again. Uh stuff. I was right about Josh Allen. And Grass. Grass is a big winner. Grass is a big winner. Uh let's get to the last money night. I believe a grass field. I would assume so. Pittsburgh. Yes, Pines both field. of these are grass field teams. Okay, two. Grass you want to know teams. who? It could have been double grass fields, but the Panthers switched to turf last year. That was the first year on turf. Pray for the players. And also, you want to know who used to be turf, but then switched to grass was Baltimore. So, interesting. They're, they're on grass now, right? I'm right about that. Well, that don't don't use that argument, Justin. Don't don't say that out loud. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's not team. good for you. Yeah, I, the, I would just stop right there. I would just stop. The player who was hurt. Has a history. You're, you we, you just did a whole thing about how the Ravens always get hurt. They switch to grass. They've got like six guys hurt in week one. Yeah, but those are hamstring injuries, Zach. Those are not knee injuries. There's a difference. That is trainers. That is not field. Field is specifically knee injuries, as seen at MetLife Stadium. Hamstring injuries, that tells me something that we're just not getting the boys prepared. You don't get hamstring injuries based off of what you're running on. Okay. You get, you get those muscle ones. Let's, let's get the boys in some stretching programs. 
Let's make sure we're, you know, drinking our milk. Let's get prepared. Might need uh, to bring on Dr. Soon to be Dr. Buckman, but Dr. Martin right now for some analysis there because I'm not sure. I'm not sure about what was said there. I, I think I'm correct. Okay. okay. Apparently the cat just had an accident in the bedroom. That's not good. That's tough. Yeah. Um, Cleveland at Pittsburgh last game. Uh, really, once again, interested to see how both these teams look. Like, we, we wasn't blown away by Cleveland's offense, but their defense looked phenomenal. They did enough in the run game. You know, they're not asking Deshaun to do a ton because he doesn't have to. Pittsburgh looked really, really bad. We know they have a good defense. We know their offense can be better. Which side do you trust more as we head into the last game? Um, dude, I'm I'm looking at the injury report. I I think I'm gonna take the Browns. I I just feel like Pittsburgh. I I don't think they're a bad football team. I just feel like they have a lot more to figure out, and they got so beat up, legitimately, like injury report wise. Yeah. Um, I don't think that is a good turnaround. I think that Cleveland. The way that they won that football game, like the way that Cleveland's going to win football games is just run the ball and, you know, make some plays on defense. I feel like they're going to be able to do that uh, in Pittsburgh. If if this is a blowout, I think there might be some booing at a specific quarterback um, because and I was never necessarily a picket guy, but that that city believes in him more than anybody else. And if they get blown out in back-to-back weeks and now it's what it's one thing to lose at home to the 49ers, but if you lose at home blown out to Cleveland, that's a whole other ball game for Pittsburgh. That's Cleveland is not a city that they lose to. So they're going to yep. be very upset about that. And I think that could be a big mental issue moving forward. Yeah. I think this is one where I'm going to have to go for it. Cause I was kind of back and forth. I kind of like Cleveland, but with the, I need an upset too. And I, I, it does make sense. I'm going to go Pittsburgh here. Okay. Um, Two differences. And this is, yeah, this is a anti kind of Deshaun. I think the defense gets after him. He makes mistakes and Kenny has, to, yeah, Kenny has to play better. Has to. There's a lot on line for, for Pittsburgh to play well in this game. They were the preseason darling. Um, and I, I just expect a, a Mike Tomlin led team to show up better in that divisional game after getting blown out at home. So yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh. So Two differences. Did you know that it's like going undefeated in preseason? I never, I, I paid the least amount of attention to preseason that I did ever this year, so I didn't realize that they were preseason preseason darlings until people said it after this week. But going undefeated in preseason is like direct correlation to being bad football teams because the Giants, you yeah. saw the Giants went undefeated in like 2017, and I was like, oh baby, yeah. we run now, yeah. and we the Ravens are, are like the outlier. Everyone else sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we only have two differences. So and they're I guess both that upsets. Makes... So I guess that's our upsets of the week. Yes. So upsets of the week, like we said, I have a two point lead. But these ga- I mean, these games could be massive now. It could be a, yeah. a, a two point swing on both sides. Um, so up to a four point swing here. Um, you technically have the first upset pick because you picked the blowout first last week. Um, if I remember okay. correctly. And I have Jack. Wow, we did not do a good job picking any upsets this week. Well, Look we both us. have one. So, Squares, yeah. Jacksonville. So Justin's is the Jaguars. My upset pick is the Steelers. Steelers. And then the blowout. Hmm. I have the first pick. No double-digit spreads. The biggest one being 
nine and a half in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going 49ers. I think they win by 10. Interesting. Hmm. No, it's, no, it's a divisional game. Don't really care. Um, who do I want? Don't like, 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 don't like. Uh, I'm between the Bucks and the Saints. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Buccaneers. I feel like if they score 17 points, that's enough. I, I'm sorry, Bears fans. I don't mean to be bad. Were they mad at me for the Ryan Poles rant? Okay, I want to make sure. Um, all right. So yeah, I have Jacksonville and the Buccaneers. You have Pittsburgh and the 49ers. Any closing thoughts? Um. You know, I know that there's a lot of football teams, a lot of football fans, Jets, Giants, Bears, Steelers, uh, where week one, the 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 view of the season didn't go as planned. Um, it's I've always preached this, always been a big proponent for it. It's always been about how we respond. Uh, let's make sure we respond this week, not as 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 fans. Let's respond this week. Let's be mentally ready. Let's get positive attitude going into Sunday. Uh, cheer on our team, cheer on our boys, uh, cheer for health. And yeah, it's, you know, we, it's week two, it's a long haul. And if we're bad football teams this year, guess what? It's a blessing to watch the game because come, you know, March, we're going to, I guess April, because March, we have March madness. We're going to be like, I want football back. And we're going to think about our feelings that we had just three weeks ago where we're waiting for it to come. So let's soak it in. Let's, let's have fun this week. Burke, take us out. Look money hungry. And that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have it. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. Hi, everyone. I go by Burke. You don't really want to see how this works. I could pick and poke all these words. Fuck the yard. I'll stop the curve. They stay distracted. I'll stay focused. It'll take time till they start to notice I'm soft-spoken, but I got a voice. I don't really want to sound too annoyed, but these new guys hopped on the scene with a mouthful of ice and a cup of lean. All pissed off and they act mean. Instead of rap, they just want to sing. Well, actually, something in between this mumbling, stumbling on a beam. The real talent's in the production team. In the back of the booth, they don't touch the green. Give me the cut. Give me the band. Now you know what's up and you understand That behind the microphone's actually a man That touches it up with a talented hand Executes everything that they had planned Make it sound old school, kick the can Anything else that you demand? Fuck it, let's run it all back again I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break Let me talk shit, let me talk shit I sound so obnoxious Full steam ahead, can't stop this Coming from the view of docs, bitch I ain't been playing, I'm saying the truth The money gets moved like this in Duluth I sound like a shape that's recently been But I'm bent out of shape with my fucking percent Used to count others, but now I count mine Mac told me find a feminine, that's divine My dad said a honey that don't worry about the money Only loving me for what's inside my mind Spit sick shit to the day I'm old Never catch me doing what I'm told Fuck bronze, silver, let's get gold Sign this line and sell my soul I don't wanna sell my soul Do what I'm told Grow boring and old Nah I just wanna live my life, make sure it's right and have a hell of a night, yeah. I don't know how much more-
more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break